to podcast at Boatwright. I'm Lucretia McCulley, Director of Outreach Services at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Jennifer Pribble, Assistant Professor of Political Science and International Studies. Dr. Pribble is the author of a new book, Welfare and Party Politics in Latin America, published recently by Cambridge University Press. In this book, she provides an analysis of welfare and other social assistance policies in Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, and Venezuela. Her findings emphasize the influence of previous policies, electoral competition, and the character of political parties that influence the nature of contemporary social policy reform in Latin America. Jenny, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Lucretia. And we'll start off our conversation with what inspired you to write on this particular topic? So I came to this topic after having lived in Chile for around two years, a little bit more than two years. I moved to Santiago after finishing my undergraduate degree, and I arrived there right as President Ricardo Lagos took power as the first socialist president in Chile since the military regime had, had been in power from 73 to 1990. And there was a lot of anticipation about President Lagos being the first socialist president and what he might do, particularly in the area of social welfare policy. Chile is uh, one of the countries with the highest level of income inequality in Latin America, and Latin America is one of the most unequal countries in the world. So there was a great deal of anticipation, and President Lagos did do a number of things, namely he carried out an extensive health care reform, but many Socialist Party voters were highly critical of the government. They were critical that their interests hadn't been represented, that they sort of stood further to the left than what this president had done. And I started to pick up on this disconnect that existed in Chile between the elites of political parties and the voting base. And I was originally in Chile doing an internship and taking courses, but I eventually went on to work in journalism. So I had the opportunity to meet with and interview many politicians in the Lagos government, especially as the healthcare reform was being carried out. And, and so this, this disconnect really caught my attention and I wondered, first of all, why it existed, how it could be maintained, and how it might be affecting the kinds of policies that had happened. And so when I went back to do my PhD, this was in the back of my head. In my first summer in the PhD program, I went to Uruguay. And in Uruguay, uh, there was also a left-leaning party. They were not yet in government. Uruguay uh, was in the middle of an economic crisis. But I began to meet with party officials in that government, and it seemed that there was a very close relationship with their base, that there wasn't this disconnect. And it also felt like policy in Uruguay worked in a different way. And so I sort of had a hunch that there was something about the way that parties were organized beyond just their ideology that might influence the way they governed, the kinds of policies they enacted. And so I pursued this project, which eventually became a book. Okay, well, thank you. That's fascinating. Well, how did students contribute to the development of this book? I uh, have had excellent students during my four years here at Richmond, and during my very first semester on campus, I had a student, Kate Sima, who had a, a, a deep interest in Latin America, and she had lived 
uh, in Paraguay, and she ended up going on a Fulbright to Peru. And she worked as a research assistant for me. And I needed a research assistant who spoke Spanish because what I needed to do at that point was to start to review news articles about a series of reforms that had been carried out by the Frente Amplio government uh, between two, in 2008, 2009. And so Kate went through about three different newspapers and she found articles about these series of reforms and helped me to start to code the articles with regard to understanding how the how the social policy reform worked and what some of its effects had been. Well, thank you. That was a great collaboration. Mm -hmm. And how can the University of Richmond community use this book to better understand social welfare policy in the United States? So I think that this book has several important lessons for the United States. I think it's always it's not always immediately clear to Americans uh, how our country is similar or different from others, particularly in a region like Latin America, where we tend to associate the region with lower levels of development, weaker democracy, and the like. The cases I look at in the book, primarily Chile and Uruguay, and then a lesser extent Argentina and Venezuela, are some of the more developed countries of Latin America and countries um, that that have some, a relatively strong history of democracy. Um, and I think they're also very open market countries, Venezuela less so since the arrival of Chavez. But I think what we see is a setting that is similar to the U.S., right? A setting in which there are intense budget constraints upon these countries. They have to play by the rules of the global market. Uh, they don't have access to infinite resources to spend their way out of these problems. And yet they face significant problems of inequality uh, and, and poverty. And I think the U.S., uh, perhaps historically, we, we have certainly had lower poverty and inequality, but increasingly we've seen growing inequality in this country. And increasingly we find ourselves um, under tighter budgetary constraints and needing to reform our social welfare policies, not just by increasing spending, but by increasing how these policies are designed to better reach the population and better serve the population. And that's precisely what these countries had to do. They had to reform policies and get creative about how policy was designed inside of pretty intense budget constraints. And there was quite a bit of variation across the cases and how they did that, with Chile and Uruguay being quite successful and Argentina and Venezuela less so. So I think the Chilean and Uruguayan cases can provide us with avenues for pursuing reforms that can provide universal coverage to society and guarantee social rights, even in a context of intense budget constraints and an open market economy. Okay, thank you. Very good. And how would you envision undergraduate students using the book for their study and research? So I've assigned uh, portions of the book already in some of my classes as I was working through uh, the manuscript. And I found that students respond well. It's a, it is a qualitative comparative mm -hmm. historical study that draws primarily on data that I, I gathered in about 150 interviews with political elites in Chile and Uruguay and then secondary sources in Argentina and Venezuela. And I think the students are very excited to read what 
what politicians actually have to say and to think about the fact that we can analyze the political world in both quantitative and qualitative ways. And I think the book serves as an example of a qualitative study that takes methods very seriously, um, but uses a qualitative technique and qualitative data to arrive at the conclusions. Thank you. And our last question, how did library services support you in writing this book? Well, I think the interlibrary loan section of the library knew me very well <laughs> over the, the past three and a half years. Uh, many of the sources that I needed for this book, be it the literature review or be it in describing the way the policies were designed, were written by scholars in the region. Uh, by presses that are not necessarily U.S. presses, because oftentimes scholars in the region are are providing the first information out the door about these policy reforms. And so I often needed to use interlibrary loan to get those books from other libraries that had more specialized collections, uh, and the university was always fantastic at getting those for me. So I greatly appreciated that service. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Dr. Pribble. Welfare and Party Politics in Latin America is available in Boatwright Library and is on sale in the University Bookstore. You've been listening to podcasts at Boatwright. Our host was Lucretia McCauley. Our guest was Dr. Jennifer Purple. Editing and production was performed by Andy Morton. Visit Boatwright Library on the web at library.richmond.edu.